Hey, I played soccer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Is that a sport? What? Whoa, whoa. Soccer? Uh, that is a good question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know you guys didn't expect this. I can no, tell this will be I'm sure Sean Fratton, he's like, he's a lot funnier than you guys think he is. Welcome to Drop the Disc. This week, Augusta's Mayor Hardy Davis joins us in Augusta Podcast Studio. We talk government, problem solving, current issues, and past issues, and even snuck some sports in along the way. I think this conversation happened before I became mayor. Um, and once again, uh, we get to that grind point, as I call it. Right. And when you get to that point, people just retreat to their corners. And instead of moving the ball down the field, uh, it's kind of like, uh, you know, the Bulldogs in Oklahoma where, you know, it's a high scoring game. Somebody's going to win and then ultimately Georgia wins. Right. right. Well, then they play Alabama and they start <laughs> <Yeah>. grinding. Right. <laughs> and so many people just got upset. <laughs> I purposefully did that, of course. What does he think might be holding Augusta back? If you don't do things quickly in our city, they never happen. Uh, because we lack bandwidth. And so those are challenges today. They're going to be challenges tomorrow, whether you were uh, in a, you know, uh, commission mayor form of government or strong mayor, as sometimes people refer to it. At the end of the day, people want to feel like they have a vested uh, role in what happens in our city. Uh, but it keeps us from being nimble. Uh, and this is, if you look at the COVID issues, you have to be nimble to respond to a crisis like this. Uh, there are those moments where you inform, you inform, you educate, you inform, you educate, you inform, but somebody's got to make decisions. And what does he think about the future of cyber? In the 2017 April issue of Forbes magazine, they said there are seven cities vying to become the world's cybersecurity capital. Augusta was listed as a dark horse, and we feel like we're winning that, right? Insights, optimism, and a whole lot more coming from Mayor Hardy Davis at Augusta Podcast Studio. Thanks for tuning in. We're looking forward to this great episode. Before we get started, of course, everybody needs to know that this episode, like all of our episodes, is presented by Nancy Powell, Powell & Associates. The hardest part for me personally of entering the world of real estate was figuring out what to do first and being afraid that I would do something wrong. Working with Nancy, working with somebody who has experience and knowledge is incredible for putting your mind at ease when you're involved in real estate. Whether you're buying, selling, or investing, Nancy Powell at Powell & Associates at Downtown Augusta Broker. She's been with us since day one. Let her be there for you. Hey guys, I'm Chris. <laughs> hey guys, I'm David. Chris likes to do this. Yeah, and I'm dro- we are Drop the Disc Podcast. You're Drop the Disc Podcast. No, we are Drop the Disc Podcast. Mm-hmm. And we are here with a special guest today. We are very excited to have... Mayor Hardy Davis. That's right. Who yeah. has dropped the disc. That's Ooh, right. That's right. I like that. Yeah. No one's ever started it that's like that. That's a great start. I, I think we're it. done. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. See y'all later. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mayor, Mayor Davis, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, we're we're going to start off and we're going to kind of ask you a little bit mm-hmm. about your background. And then, of course, we're going to talk to you about, you know, how amazing it is to be Augusta's mayor every mm-hmm. day, I'm sure. Uh, so I've got a question. Yeah. Are you from Augusta, Georgia? They tell me I'm a native at this point. Uh, okay. I've lived in Augusta since 1985. Okay. My father 
uh, moved here a year prior to us. Uh, he's a Georgia Power guy, thus retired at this point, of course. Gotcha. But uh, he moved down in 84. We came down a year later and uh, uh, spent the last two years of high school here. Uh, graduated from Hepzibah High School. Hepzibah right. Comprehensive High School. Ooh. I'm a product of the public school systems of Richmond County. And uh, I left and went to uh, Atlanta and studied electrical engineering at Georgia Tech. And people Go. can't see this, but you're wearing a tech mask right I, now. So I you're am. on brand. I absolutely am <laughs> on brand. Uh, generally, whenever I'm anywhere, I'm going to rep tech. Okay. okay. And uh, so go Jackets. Okay. But uh, spent four years and uh, two quarters there. And you co-opt. originally did not study politics, right? Like you did absolutely. not intend to be a mayor. No, I didn't intend to be a mayor. I wanted to be one of the top 10 engineers in the country. Didn't have a way of measuring that or a metric stick to measure right. that, but it was aspirational in nature. Okay. And I knew I was going to the best school in the universe, so I thought I could at least get close to it. Right. And uh, so went there and uh, graduated, came back home and went to work at Savannah Riverside. I actually started working at Savannah Riverside as a high school student. They had this program of where they uh, selected some of the top students from the schools to work there during the summer. I happened to be one of those students. And uh, they paid for the first two years of school, then came back and co-opt. Wow. And then after graduating, came back and worked there. Do you, and, know, uh, do you know if that program still exists? I'm not sure. Uh, you know, I've been so, out of high school for a long time. I could not tell. <laughs> so, so let's get to that. Uh, you went to college. What year did you graduate from 92, Georgia Tech? December okay. 1992. December graduation. Yes, absolutely. Wow. There you go. That's a risk. My birthday and graduation in the same week. There you go. Wow. That couldn't be better. That's the smart way to do yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, so you graduated from tech and, and you came back here and, yeah. and you were, wh- what kind of engineer? Electrical engineer. I spent okay. 24 years. Holy. I started out working uh, in systems. So you have uh, a whole life that like, most people don't even know about that happened. See, right. Okay. That's right. That's I'm, right. I'm 29 years old right now. Is that right? <laughs> so you have an entire life yeah, in 25. a certain yeah. industry. So That's incredible. Perspective is... Celebrated our 25th year graduating from Georgia Tech in 2017. So wow. I got a couple of years on you, Chris. Oh, yeah. Well, Just congratulations. a <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. Seriously, yes. We'll turn that into a positive. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I did not think that Mayor Hardy Davis was going to come in here and tell us he had it. You, you're basically living a whole nother career. Right. Yes. After what Absolutely. most would say retirement. Mm-hmm. And then, so that's incredible. So what happened? Well, you know, along the way, you become involved in what's going on in the community. Uh, during that period of time as an engineer at Savannah Riverside, at Monsanto, uh, building one of uh, the largest biotech plants in the country here on Lover's Lane. Uh, during that last few years, uh, I got involved in what's happening in the community. I was always involved, uh, not as a community activist, more, but more about serving, uh, whether that was from a ministry standpoint or just helping you know, from a community perspective. And so 2006, I was going through a program, Leadership Georgia, and okay. uh, had an opportunity to be a part of a class of 60 other amazing people from across the entire state of Georgia, a program that's some 40 plus years old at this point. And uh, somewhere along March, April, I made a decision to run for state representative. That's right. And I ran. 
And so I caught the tiger by the tail and won. And that was, the, I believe, the 122nd district. That's correct. What area does that represent? So that's the area from East Augusta all the way back out to Hepzibah. Okay. So uh, you're an East Augusta, South Augusta guy. Absolutely. Okay. And so fact, since we've been here in Augusta, we've lived in South Augusta the whole time. Wow. And so I spent three years in the house, and then on November the... 11th, on November the 11th, 2009, I resigned from the House of Representatives in order to run for the state Senate. Right. Uh, my senator, Ed Tarver, had become the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of Georgia. And so I ran, caught the tiger by the tail again, and spent five years in the Senate. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and my, that, that was the 22nd district, absolutely. I think. That would be a little bit more space. So what were you representing yeah. then? That was effectively the entire uh, Richmond County. Okay. Uh, a senatorial district is uh, roughly 175,000 people. And uh, that's that's pretty much all of Augusta at this point. Yeah. Okay. And so um, I was very fortunate to be able to represent effectively Augusta, where many Senate districts You've got five or six counties just to get that many people. Right. Unless, of course, you're in metro Atlanta. So very fortunate. Five years there. It was an incredible experience for me to be there in Atlanta for those eight years and then to find ourselves at a place of where, you know, I was going to come back home. Mm -hmm. When I left to go to the legislature, my son Benjamin was four years old, knee high to a duck. And at that eight year mark, you know, it was time to come home. Uh, I didn't want to spend those more formative years when he was a teenager away right. four months of the mm-hmm. year and then him trying to figure out, you know, how to make it. So so I'm a political science major. Let me nerd out here for a second. You can nerd Chris. out. That's Let fine. me nerd out for a second. Go for it. So when you're in a lot of people don't really know the difference between like a state office mm-hmm. versus a federal office. Sure. Can you talk to us? Obviously, let's do it a little quickly because this is a big question. But can you talk to us about like some stuff that you really were passionate about yeah. uh, accomplishing while you were in office and, and whether or not you feel like you were able to do that? Yeah. You know, I've always been somewhat of a policy wonk. Okay. And uh, I enjoy we'll have that to get, aspect We'll have to get it. beers in a few months. Absolutely. No, tea. Or Dr. Pepper. Tea. Oh, Dr. Crap. Pepper. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've always enjoyed that part of it. I mean, fiscal policy is extremely important. Uh, when you look at uh, ways and means, when you look at finance on the Senate side. Uh, but I've also been passionate about economic growth and development. Uh, I had the great fortune of serving on regulated industries in the House uh, where you're looking at telecommunications, you're looking at power, uh, the Georgia powers of the world, the Atlanta gas lights of the world. So you've uh, come full circle. I've come full point. circle, okay. absolutely. And then when I went to the Senate, um, I was placed on the Transportation Committee right out of the gate uh, in my first year in the Senate. So I had the fortune of working on House Bill 277. So generally, any appropriations bill or fiscal measures, they start in the House and move to the, move to the Senate, right, the right, upper right. chamber. And so House Bill 277, which was uh, the Transportation Investment Act, I had a chance to work on that. I spent time working on it in the House. And now I get a chance to finalize it in the Senate. Okay. And so very fortunate to have passed that uh, out of the Senate uh, as part of the Transportation Committee. And uh, then was placed on the executive roundtable. And most of us know that as the Transportation Investment Act, that's getting all of these, quote, tier projects done in Augusta. So I've gone from being on the committee 
to win on the executive committee to overseeing to it. overseeing that's it. That's crazy. And now we're that's doing cool. it again this time. Yeah. Uh, Transportation Investment Act two, and uh, we'll hand that off to whoever the next person is and the next commission is to see it and shepherd those projects through. So it's it's come full circle for me. I oh, love that. Thank you. Thank you for indulging me there. I'll, yeah, I'll let I'll let Chris. I was going on another tangent. <laughs> uh, I know you said something mm-hmm. about your son. Tell us about your family yeah. and oh, yeah. uh, maybe sure. where they are right now. Yeah. So my wife, uh, we've been married. Uh, I got in September, September the 17th. I'll have 26 years with the company. Wow. And then our son, he's 18 years old. He's a freshman, just completed his freshman year at SCAD. Uh, okay. Savannah College of Art and Design. That's awesome. Yeah. Savannah, and, Georgia. Uh, that's right. Savannah, Georgia. And uh, he's an equestrian rider, so he's on the equestrian team. A pretty wow. phenomenal rider. What does he do? It's a real sport. Does he do dressage? What does he do? He does. Okay. He does. He does it all. My sisters both used to ride dressage. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So That's Benjamin, awesome. he does that. And, uh, you know, uh, my wife, Yvette, she's a homemaker now. She spent, um, gosh, uh, time working at Augusta Technical College. Uh, she spent time working at uh, MCG. Uh, okay. So you guys are both intellectuals. Uh, well, she's a scientist. Okay. Uh, so she spent time science at MCG at the time and uh, then went from there to Augusta Technical College, then East Georgia uh, University. And uh, then she said, I'm coming home. So, you know. She has every right to say that. That's I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I've never heard that response. <laughs> okay. I guess. Okay. So he did get to nerd out. I'm sure. Gonna, I love Augusta. We Absolutely. both yeah, love yeah, Augusta. Chris is yeah. going to nerd we out know, on Augusta. We know now. that you're the mayor of Augusta. You've got sure. to love Augusta to be the mayor of it. What, hashtag, tell us, hashtag love Augusta. Sean Franham. Yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> uh, tell, us, tell us some of the listeners, what are your pleasures that you like to do in the city of Augusta. Yeah. What do you like to do for fun? I mean, you're yeah. on vacation right now, yeah. but you know, you know, restaurants. In a non-COVID world, where would we right. see you? Let's mm-hmm. pretend yeah. this isn't going on right in now. In a non-COVID world, you might see me on a golf course. Okay. You're most likely to see me at home and you might see me fishing. Okay. Okay. That's right. Well, you Where's live in best, a great city to do that. Where's Absolutely. the best fishing spot around here? Well, it depends. I mean, are you a river fisher or the lake? Uh, both, primarily lake. Okay. In fact, in a okay. former life, in a former life, another one. Another one. Okay. I used to fish tournaments. I had one of those big rigs. Really? Uh, that you run all over the lake with wow. a big motor and the rooster tail flying up in the back. Now, and was, a this, former life. was this a high school thing or was it a Georgia Tech thing? Uh, no, it was a hardy day. just for fun. We grew up that way. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know, just a country boy at heart. We just moved to Augusta. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. So we're outdoors people. We love okay. being outside, uh, fishing, hunting. We do it all. See, I yeah. nerd out on the details of policy, yeah. and, and Chris nerds out on uh, uh, exercise and yeah. hiking yeah. and bike Absolutely. riding and fishing yeah. and all that yeah, kind I'm of stuff. I'm a PE yeah. teacher, man. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> you'll appreciate this. I mean, I, being outside, I was training for the Cooper River Bridge run. Yeah. And um, How far is that run? That's, that's a 10K, 6.2 miles. Could yeah. not do that. Continue. Absolutely. You could do it. You're you a soccer player. Come on, man. Yeah, I could soccer. train for it. Hey, you play soccer. I could train for well, it. He's probably defense. Yeah. I was defense. <laughs> but uh, Sorry. I ended up tearing a meniscus again oh my in my man. right knee. Had surgery on the 20th of May. And so uh, the doctors have said, you probably should ride a bike. Stop running. And I'm like, <laughs> ah, we'll see. Well, you know, 
David knows that I nerd about this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You just we, hit his you know, favorite topic. Which I is mountain bikes. bike. Is I mountain that? bike. That's okay. my extracurricular activity yeah. for real. And uh, fats, you know, out in South Carolina, sure. right out, out in North Augusta. You got, yeah. if you like mountain biking, man, that's Augusta yeah. has some good trails. Chris wow. guaranteed lost at least 60 pounds on fats. Like, yes. I'm, I'm confident. <laughs> 100%. Saying that. Wow. That's fantastic. So, you asked about my wife. Right. So, she started riding a bike. Uh, she would try a little bit of running. She loved working out and that type of thing. But she's been riding a bike now for about two months. Okay. She, shucks, the first day, I think she went riding for like nine miles. Hadn't been on a bike before, right? Right. And uh, now she's started this biker beauties club and they're riding with the CSRA (laughs) bikers and all of this stuff. That's great. Yeah. So that's our thing. Coming up, we take a look at the everyday life of the mayor, as well as his insights into cyber and Augusta, building the community and why some issues don't get resolved. You're listening to the Drop the Disc podcast at Augusta Podcast Studio. David, do you know what I really love to tell people about Augusta, Georgia? That there's this little red book that people can find that is just a one-stop shop. You know, it's just one place for people to flip through this booklet to look at everything Augusta has to offer. In fact, I think we're in that too. And uh, I just want to let y'all know that the team behind the little guide to Augusta is an incredible team to work with. They've got you. It was, they sent us a photographer, took pictures of us. It was just an awesome experience. Little guide to Augusta. And they support the city. They support everything going on in Augusta. Get that little red book. Well, let's, uh, let's take this now since we're kind of present day. Sure. And let's talk about uh, let's talk about your business mm-hmm. um, as as the mayor of Augusta. So so remind us what what year you took over as mayor in Augusta. So 2015, the election was 2014, okay. uh, May of 2014. Again, this is while I'm in my last year as the state senator for District right. 22. Wow. And um, and so I didn't have to resign from that senatorial seat. We won that election in a landslide. Took office one January 2015, and now we're in this spot five years, six months, 13 days. <laughs> so, Who's counting? He's so, got a counter on his so iPhone. Let, right. He's <laughs> like, I'm so close. Uh, so, so, let, <laughs> so let's talk about um, let's, let's talk about when you first became mayor. Mm-hmm. You look at the city of Augusta. I believe you took over for Deke, right? Sure. Friend of the show. Shout out to Deke. Absolutely. We love Deke. What were some goals that you had uh, when you took over as mayor? What, what were some things that you saw in 2015 that you said, we need to address this? Well, you know, one of the things, and, and I've always been uh, very focused about what I wanted to accomplish, really with a picture of beginning with the end in mind and kind yeah. of working backwards. And so when you look at uh, the Augusta that uh, we inherited at that point, we had seen some economic growth and development. Uh, we were at a place of 6% unemployment. Uh, we saw some challenges that were in front of us. And I came in with the expectation of, one, creating a city of opportunity for everyone, where people want to live, to learn, to work, and to raise their families. Um, at the same time, wanting to take a really hard look at uh, doing some level of reform where government is concerned. I think when you look at our city, we've been poised for tremendous opportunity and success, 
but some of the structural things that hadn't been tackled, hadn't been touched, really needed to be, if nothing else talked about. So we took some steps to kind of, you know, navigate would, through would those. Would you mind being specific about those? Well, I mean, you've got uh, not only the way government works, okay, so as are, an example. Are you referring to like the weak mayor system versus the strong commission? That's that's certainly part of it. Okay, uh, It's not the only thing, but without okay. question, that's certainly part of it. And then at the same time, uh, having real clear policies for how we do business. Okay. When you look at an organization the size of Augusta with some 2,800 employees and no real fiscal policies about, well, our goal is to have more than 90 days worth of reserves uh, and, gotcha. and putting that in pay, on paper, putting that in policy, as opposed to just referring to the general accepted accounting practices. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that from a policy wonk standpoint, okay. you're like, these things make you better because from one administration to the next, it's repeatable processes. And so those things were important to me. Uh, while at the same time, wanting Augusta to take more of a technology focus, uh, when you look at a city that's as old as ours, when you look at a government that is as old as ours, um, not leveraging technology in ways that we really could. So, for example, to date, we still have not got our city code online. Uh, you've got to go and ask people for copies of what they believe to be the current code. Oof. So these are things that when you look at other governments, you should do. So right. if you, Chris or David said, hey, I want to pull up the current code for whether or not we can park a vehicle on Broad Street, you got to ask for that as opposed to going online to get that. And so we've had some success in those areas. Uh, Augusta is a work, work city. Uh, we worked with... Uh, the Sunlight Foundation and uh, the Bloomberg Foundation Philanthropies to help Augusta navigate through a series of technology goals. Uh, we've got an incredible information and technology director in Tamika Allen, and she's done a phenomenal job. Uh, the GIS team is an award-winning GIS team, hmm. not just at the state level, but nationally as well. And so the city has had tremendous success in those areas. Uh, we are quickly becoming a smart city. There's a lot of conversation around the country about smart cities. And that was one of my focus areas as well, having been in that space, uh, both in my work in the legislature, but also in my work with Georgia Tech's Research Institute. Could yeah. you just, for the listeners at home, so they don't have to Google what a smart city is, could you just tell them, <laughs> I'm sure, really talking yeah. about myself. And GIS. As yeah, well. if you could, yeah, yeah, GIS yeah. and what a smart city is. So, smart cities technologies is where we're leveraging not only data but technology to make decisions in terms of how we uh, effectively serve and deliver government services. Again, we've got a phenomenal team in IT. Uh, they do more than that. You know, most organizations refer to them as technology, chief technology officers, and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so, when you talk about smart cities, you've got technology sensing devices, not only in our buildings that allow us to lower our cost of management and maintenance, right? So we're doing things like that. So you're talking about like full integration. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, our technology, our traffic management and control center, we've probably got one of the most sophisticated traffic management and control centers in the country right here in Augusta. And we use it for more than what happens one week out of the year, now two weeks at Augusta National. We're able to move people right. efficiently 
across the county. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also got this intelligent transportation system where our first responder vehicles will be able to move in and out of traffic. And so those are things that were extremely important to me. They were important to our engineering team, our IT team. And so we've seen some major advances in those areas as well. And that's the Augusta of the future that I hope to leave behind uh, that you guys will get the benefit of. Okay. So so let's keep on the, the topic of technology. Um, sure. There's a huge elephant in the room. If we open this window, we could easily see it. Uh, it's the Nathan Deal Cyber Center. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you were mayor when mm-hmm. that cyber center was erected downtown. Sure. So uh, obviously you kind of took over halfway through the process or, or mm-hmm. however way through the process. Um, what did that look like from our perspective, from the city perspective, bringing in a $126 million investment like that? Well, I mean, we were involved in those conversations early on uh, from the beginning of that. Remember, I'd taken office. Uh, I was a part of a series of conversations I remember vividly in this building on the 17th floor in February of 2016. In our building. And that's absolutely in your building. I like to hear that. I like to hear that. On the 17th floor. um, I remember the room upstairs in the Pinnacle Club where there were several of us talking about creating an innovation center in Augusta. Um, And little did we know at that point in time that there would be some folks who took that same conversation. Had a converse, had a discussion with Governor Deal and his team, and the next thing you know, uh, when the governor's given his state of the state address in January 2017, okay. that the announcement would be made that they were going to build the uh, Georgia Cyber Innovation and Training Center in Augusta. What started out as a 50 million dollar investment, <coughs> as a 50 million dollar investment, turned into 126 million dollars. Mind you, the city of Augusta put 16. Now, $18 million into that process. So that's added to that. So we're talking $142 no, million. No, that, that's how you get to the 126. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Augusta's investment was uh, not just uh, engineering services to help expedite permitting processes, but also for the cyber center parking arrangement that you have here. Right. And right. we did all of that from a city standpoint. We thought it was prudent for us to help that in- investment because of its long-term benefit for the city of Augusta. So you mentioned parking, and I'm, I'm going to let Chris ask mm-hmm. about parking in a second, but I, I have a question first. I just wanted to put this on the record so we wouldn't forget to bring it up sure. in a second. Um, so the, something that you've kind of been talking about is how to make changes as the mm-hmm. mayor of Augusta, and it seems like conversations are a really big part of that and, and collaborating. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to ask you this question. It may be a tough question, but... As, uh, you know, Augusta is famously basically uh, a weak mayor system versus having a strong commission. Mm -hmm. And a lot of cities that Augusta gets compared to, look at Charleston 10 years ago, 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. you look at a strong mayor system. Um, What are some, let's do two two parts to this. Uh, What are some difficulties from your perspective that come from that? And then two, how are you still able to get things done? Well, collaboration is, and I'll go in reverse order, collaboration is always key when you're talking about it. I mean, I learned how to do that in the legislature. I think that created an opportunity for me in this local context to have success, but to have success in a way that's collaborative in nature. Uh, I remember Joe Riley saying as Mayor Emeritus of Charleston, he said that when people want to know whether their trash is going to pick up whether things are going to get done in the city. They don't ask commissioners. They right. ask the mayor. 
and they want to know that you're going to do something about it. I've seen the same thing here, and I've got great working relationships with uh, all 10 commissioners. Uh, we certainly have our issues, our challenges, if you will. But I think that's part of uh, this thing called local government. As students of government, you're going to engage in conversation. You're going to engage in uh, spirited debate, or at least you should. And sometimes that spirited debate will bring you to a place of where you disagree. Uh, but that disagreement should never be personal in nature. And so we're still in those infancy stages in Augusta of where we're learning to have those spirited conversations without it becoming personal in nature. Right. And so when you think about, you know, getting things done in Augusta, it's making sure that you're giving people uh, a response to a cause, to a problem statement. Uh, that's that's always our challenge in Augusta. Uh, as a city, we historically have lacked the bandwidth to have long-term conversations, right? And so when you think about parking, for example, that conversation took too long. Right. Uh, if you don't do things quickly in our city, they never happen mm -hmm. uh, because we lack bandwidth. And so those are challenges today. They're going to be challenges tomorrow, whether you were uh, in a, you know, uh, commission mayor form of government or right. strong mayor, as sometimes people refer to it. At the end of the day, people want to feel like they have a vested uh, role in what happens in our city. Right. Uh, but it keeps us from being nimble. Uh, yes. And this is if you look at the COVID issues you have to be nimble to respond to a crisis like this. Mm -hmm. uh, there are those moments where you inform, you inform, you educate, you inform, you educate, you inform, but somebody's got to make decisions uh, because the state of play re requires that of us. And so we're getting better at that. Um, last week was a perfect example of we've been down this road before. We shut down. We said, do these things. And then all of a sudden decisions were made to open back up. And now we're back at the same place again of where we've seen more than just a spike. You've seen an increase on a day to day basis of confirmed cases of COVID to include deaths in our community. And people forget we're a border city. And at the same time, that's happening in Georgia. South Carolina has seen record numbers of COVID cases and deaths to include a young child. And so it's not that it isn't a real situation. It's that you've got to be able to make decisions in motion in order to address the challenges of the day ahead. Absolutely. Gotcha. When we come back, we're going to talk about a hot button issue. We also get Mayor Hardy Davis to reflect on his time in office so far. But we can't get to that before we talk about one of our longtime partners. Any longtime listener knows that that's the sound that is heard over and over again in our studio of a Savannah River Brewery beer being opened. Savannah River Brewery is awesome. We love them as a partner. They have worldwide quality beers being made here in Augusta, Georgia, as well as really interesting events like trivia and beer dinners and beer yoga all at their brewery. They're located on 5th Street. They post about all of their events on Facebook and Instagram. Definitely look them up and definitely... Drink and support local. You're listening to the Drop the Disc podcast at Augusta Podcast Studio. So, David, 
threw me in to ask the question about parking and I and we sure we could it's it's like a it's a problem that's obviously downtown and I and personally I believe mm-hmm. that parking any city you go visit you pay for parking right we, so. I I went up to Boone North Carolina where Appalachian State is mm-hmm. it's a literally a four block broad yeah. street right. not really just a two block sure and we still paid for parking and I didn't complain so I guess what I'm trying to say is how let's just COVID kind of threw that whole topic out of right. the new This headlines. was our hot topic, by the way. This was like six months ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. And so, um, you know, we, we speak for a millennial group, mm-hmm. you know, that age group. And so we hear both sides. Mm-hmm. And so we're just curious, where where is that topic? Has it been kind of, like you said, not a lot of bandwidth, so it's no longer a right. thing? Or is it still... We still working with some mm-hmm. different organizations to get it running. Can I, can I add to that? Go for it. So, so where are we with the conversation, I, I think, is the part one. My part two would be, if you could institute a parking policy in Augusta based on your experience alone, can you tell us about what that policy would look like? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so currently that conversation is uh, not even in the parking lot. Sure. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we need a drum set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hold on, let me yeah, absolutely. Sound and 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 that's really unfortunate for a city our size, right? Uh, when you look at this just incredible opportunity to really shape today and tomorrow for future generations of Augustans, parking is one of those next steps that you have to meaningfully do, right? And I thought we had a very good opportunity to do that, a very good vendor that has a record of success across the state. Uh, and, and unfortunately, once again, the bandwidth just wasn't there for us to have those conversations in a constructive way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you insert the role of media in our community from the perspective of taking a position uh, to frame it such that it doesn't happen or goes away, it just it creates a, a narrative in our city of where we become the little city that could but doesn't. Right. And that's really unfortunate. I don't think that that's our best Augusta. And so when those things happen repeatedly, people lose confidence not only in government but in its leaders. Mm-hmm. People lose confidence in their city becoming that next great city, if you will. And so I've seen that. I've experienced it. I've watched it. I've observed it. And so you look for opportunities to try to pull those conversations back together again. Uh, Several people have come to me and said, you know, Mayor Davis, we've never gotten this far (laughs) from a parking standpoint. It looked like it was actually going to happen. Uh, And, you know, I'm not interested in Pyrrhic victories. Uh, I want to see this happen. I think it's the right thing for our city and it can happen. And so to Davis' question, what would that look like? It would look like from Fifth Street to 13th Street okay. along Broad, where you've got you know some 2,000 spaces, and you would begin you implementing. You've spaces? got some 2,000 spaces okay. between. It's a lot. It's a lot of spaces uh, between um, between Green and Reynolds. You've got some 2,000 spaces in yeah. between that corridor, right? And so, what you would do is take again from Fifth to 13th on Broad. You would have defined parking areas. You would have a 
pay-by-plate system, mm -hmm. which is what was proposed, uh, where you could take your smart devices and you can simply pay uh, with the Park Mobile app like you do when you go to Charleston or Savannah or right. Boone, North Carolina. Yeah. And, um, and that's what we would implement. And we would phase it in with an understanding that as we roll out the transportation investment projects along Broad Street, mm -hmm. that the parking wheels would go away. But it wouldn't really matter because, you know, at that point, you're taking away four or five parking bays, 200 parking spaces. They're going to go away. It's the right thing. So people just move and they begin to park in the parking decks that are largely underutilized in Augusta. True. Okay. That's are, what would happen. They are very underused. Yeah. And, and uh, as mayor, just curious, what were the pros and what were the cons that you heard? And uh, what was the biggest uh, just the wall? What, what was not getting over the wall? Well, you know, again, um, I think this conversation happened before I became mayor. Um, and once again, uh, we get to that grind point, as I call it. Right. And when you get to that point, people just retreat to their corners. And instead of moving the ball down the field, uh, it's kind of like, uh, you know, the Bulldogs in Oklahoma, where, you know, it's a high scoring game. Somebody's going to win. And then ultimately Georgia wins, right? right? Well, then they play Alabama, and they start <laughs> yeah. grinding, right? And so many people just got upset. <laughs> I purposefully did that, of course. I know, of course. yeah. <laughs> Yellow jacket. And so, you know, that's what happens. You get to that point where you just can't score, and and that's happened too many times here in Augusta when it comes to these big issues that we over magnify when they're very, very simple solutions that are just the right thing. Um, we, we take, you know, it becomes that cultural conversation. It becomes that historical conversation right. as opposed to saying, wait a minute, this is not 2002. This is 2020. Yeah. And we should do it because it's the right thing. Okay. So I actually want to um, expand on this policy mm -hmm. discussion that we're having right now. And uh, I'm sure some of our listeners just groaned, but I think, you, you know, this will get the best out of you with this uh, part of the conversation. Um, so as mayor of Augusta, you've been mayor of Augusta for five years and six months, almost six years. 13 days. <laughs> when we post this, it'll be five days, six days. Um, anyways, uh, what are some successes that you feel like you're going to be able to leave the office, you know, with these successes and with this pride that you've been able to accomplish? And, and what are some things you wish you had been able to accomplish that you, that you didn't get to? Well, you know, as a sports guy, you know, for okay. me, um, we're, I mean, shucks, we're just in the third quarter. I mean, <laughs> we, yeah. we got two quarters left okay. here. And so there's a lot of scoring that's left right. uh, to be done. And so we're going to work until December 31st, 2022. And uh, then when we close the doors and turn the lights out, um, I think there will be a pretty incredible track record of here are the things that we got done that are meaningful to the city of Augusta. Right. Once again, you know, when I became mayor, we were at a place with 6% unemployment pre-COVID the same time last year. You know, we were at 3.7% unemployment immediately before COVID. We were probably at about 3.4 unemployment. Which any economist knows that 3% unemployment is essentially the lowest you can get. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, we had incredible growth. The state's economists had been to Augusta in January of this year saying that 
you know, a recession was not likely that we were going to continue to outpace the rest of the state of Georgia in terms of growth. And so we were poised to experience some really incredible things. I'm pleased with the fact that uh, when I took office as mayor, you know, the talking head said, well, you know, it's going to turn into a Detroit. They're going to spend all of the city's money. Well, we balanced the budget every year on time. We didn't go into December. We not only balanced the budget every year on time, but we've closed every single year with the budget surplus. We've got the highest bond rating in the city's history, an AA2 rating, at least in the last 20 plus years. These are all things I'm extremely proud of. You should be. And not only that, but we've done transportation projects that languished on the books for decades, and you've gotten things done from Windsor Spring um, at Tobacco Road all the way to Highway 88 in Hepzibah. Wow. You've got a four-lane road that you can take from Hepzibah all the way in the uh, Peach Orchard Road. Yeah. That's incredible. Uh, <clears throat> when you look at the fact that Riverwatch Parkway is now not just the parkway, but you've got a Dave and Buster's coming. You've got Top Golf. You've got Cabela's. You've got a pet shop. You've got, um, you know, Sea Island Theaters. Yeah. It's <laughs> pretty incredible, right? Right. And then when you look at what's happening uh, on the south side, I mean, we're the cybersecurity capital, not of Georgia, but of the nation, soon to be the world. In the 2017 April issue of Forbes magazine, they said there are seven cities vying to become the world's cybersecurity capital. Augusta was listed as a dark horse. And we feel like we're winning that, right? I, we yeah. need to post that. Absolutely. We, we, we feel like we're that. winning. And so when you are listed between Tel Aviv, Israel, of which I've been to twice, you've got Washington, D.C., Austin, Texas, Silicon Valley, um, Boston, and then Augusta's listed smack dab yeah. in the middle of that. <laughs> I think that's a pretty phenomenal thing, yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So those are things that, you know, again, the narrative is continually being written. Um, we will have things that we can talk about, and that will be a story that can be laid out that says he was here, he led. In fact, he led during a crisis, mm. and citizens were safer because of that leadership. The economy turned around because he engaged people from all walks of life, including the business community. He was on a podcast. Absolutely, <laughs> right, with right. you know where we dissed. <laughs> All of the stuff that people had been saying about Augusta, right. I heard it when I went to the legislature. I think that's a pretty good day. Yeah, absolutely. It's a pretty good day. So speaking of your day, I want to ask one more question. I'll, yes. I'll kind of let Chris take us out after that. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot to your job that people don't know. Sure. What are some things that you wish people knew about your job that they clearly don't? Maybe... In other words, maybe what is like eight to five, what's that day look like? Right. Or what does your week look the like? The day to day, the behind the scenes. The mayor know. of Augusta in 2020, what does that look like? Right. Well, most people, again, because they read the paper or they huh. stay on social media without understanding or getting facts, right. don't understand that we're almost a $900 million operation, 2,800 employees. When you think about that, it, that as an economic engine, that's larger than some con countries, right? Right. And people don't have a real sense of appreciation or understanding that uh, you've got to be thoughtful in your leadership. 
You've got to be engaging in that. You don't have to have all of the answers, which I'm very comfortable with. Um, you don't have to be the smartest guy in the room, uh, but you have to read better than everybody else. And I think that's one of the things that people don't really understand. You have to read better than most everyone else. You have to make sure that you pay attention to the details. And I think that as we move forward as a community, uh, if people really are interested in how to engage government, the city of Augusta's got to do a few things in helping with that. Uh, as a city, the second largest city in the state of Georgia, uh, a city that continues to grow. Uh, we don't have a communications team. I've talked about this for five years. You can't be a city of our size and not have a comms team. If the city of Augusta had its own comms team, we could communicate much better uh, and we could dispel many of the myths that are out there. We could do a so better job. Like a PR department for Absolutely. the city, basically. An entire department, okay. not just a single person, but an entire department. You know, I know this podcast that yeah. um, anytime you want to break any news or send any messages Absolutely. out, I, I think you'd be welcome to come oh, sure. talk to this podcast right, Absolutely. right here. Let me get or, those details afterwards. Yeah, Absolutely. there you go. Yeah, yeah I definitely. know some guys. I, that's fantastic. <laughs> Let's get some details. That's right. <laughs> but those are things that I think have to happen okay. uh, when you talk about a growing city a city of expectation, mm-hmm. uh, a city of opportunity for everyone. Um, we've got some key elements of what that should look like in our inner city. We've got some opportunities for phenomenal growth along 15th Street near the T.W. Josie area. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it just makes a better city. Uh, so I'm excited. Again, we're in the third quarter. Um, I've got the ball in my hand. I'm going to pass it. I may get it back. I may shoot the rock. It just depends on what day it is. And don't go anywhere. We'll be right back as we drop the disc with Mayor Hardy Davis. But first... So a couple weeks ago, David and I, we did a human rights forum. It was an incredible experience. And it, it was made possible because we were able to host it inside the clubhouse. And it's a partnership that we have that we are so thankful for. If you're interested in starting a business, if you're interested in having a workspace and can afford your own, look no further. They've got connections. They've got networking events. Um, The Clubhouse is an incredible partnership that we have in the community. What they do for the community resounds and does exactly what we talk about. That's right. Thank you, Chris. And we're now back with Mayor Hardy Davis at Augusta Podcast Studio. So, so I just made a guilty face because I thought of another question, uh, Chris. If sure. that's okay with you, I don't care. Okay, I'll let, I, I tend I'll to let do this. I list, get enamored with. The I'll questions. let all the listeners at home eye roll. I won't do it. They're <laughs> going to do it. Yeah. So, so actually, so um, a couple months ago, uh, pre-COVID, when the commission race was kind of hot and heavy, mm-hmm. we did a series where we highlighted all the commissioner candidates. Mm-hmm. And one question that we asked all of those candidates is a question I'm interested in hearing mm-hmm. your answer to. Mm-hmm. And it's if with an unlimited budget, what would Mayor Hardy Davis bring to Augusta? I'm not so sure I would bring something to Augusta or cha- as opposed yeah. to do to Augusta. Or do to Augusta. That's and fine. again, I take uh, I take this issue of vacant and abandoned properties very seriously. Uh, along the 15th Street corridor, there's a 346-acre uh, tract that we've been focused on uh, over the last year and a half. And it's existing housing stock where people are living, uh, but you've got vacant and rundown 
properties. You've also got two investments that one, the Augusta Housing Authority has made, and that's right there on 15th Street with uh, Walton on the Greens. Mm-hmm. Okay. And behind that, of course, is the new Beacon Station investment right. that we made, $38 million the city made. And so you've got to shore that up with single family investments. You've got to shore that up with some level of commercial <clears throat> investments because we have a food desert in downtown. And so that is what I would spend, you know, $20 million on if that was some number. And we would clean that up. Uh, we turn that around and you'd have a transformed Augusta. And then I would go from there down what we refer to as the jobs corridor, which is 15th Street, hang that heart right on MLK and go all the way to Deansbridge Road. Mm. And I would in turn take that 77 acre super site that we historically have referred to as Regency Mall. Uh, The city of Augusta on the other side of that has made a $22 million investment in our transportation operations and maintenance facility. State-of-the-art facility that's there. We're moving from 15th Street out to that area, which is the first of its size type of investment that the city of Augusta has made in that corridor. So I would spend the next, you know, $70 million right there in that corridor, uh, transforming that 77-acre super site to complement what we've done as a city uh, so that now I've created a gateway from the Cyber Command headquarters at Fort Gordon, down Gordon Highway, mm. take that hard right on 15th Street, right, and now I'm in the medical district. You know, I I am impressed personally because not only did you have specific projects, Mm -hmm. but also dollar numbers for those projects. I kind of wasn't ready for that, but that kind of sounds like he's working on it. Kind of sounds like you're working on it. We got a little wink. He's not saying anything, (laughs) but when you are ready to say something, we'll have you back on and you can tell us what what to expect. Yeah. So are you done, David? Are you... I'll Are you satisfied? I, I, am I satisfied? No, I could sit here for another hour and a half. <laughs> we but am could. I done? Yes. That'd be a lot of <laughs> editing to do. Right. That's uh, yeah. So usually we end with sure. just one question. Mm-hmm. And we're going to actually end with two questions. Okay. But we're going to first ask the question that really uh, explains who we are. We, we're called Drop the Diss. And specifically, where that comes from is we ask the question... What does that mean to you, dropping the disc? We've all heard disgusta. We've all heard the negative uh, connotations toward our city. And so the best way that I ask the question, all of our guests, is if someone was coming to you, anybody, a friend, random person, and just started talking negatively about the city of Augusta, what would your response to them be? That you don't know Augusta. If someone came to me, and I remember this vividly like it was yesterday, and when I first went to the legislature in 2007, and I remember someone says, Hardy, when are you guys going to get things right in Augusta? And I was like, oh, geez, you know, <laughs> I just got here. Right. You know? and, and the narrative was Disgusta. And to come full circle, come back to the city and lead the city as its mayor, uh, I've always known that we were a phenomenal city. Uh, but to now see it firsthand, I would tell individuals who would come to me with those negative connotations, say, number one, you live in the second largest city in the, in the, in the state of Georgia. Number two, you live in the cybersecurity capital of the nation. Thirdly, you live in the home of the godfather soul, James Brown. Right. You got to feel good about that. And if not, here's the fourth thing. 
there's only one city in the entire universe that one year, every year, same time, same location, causes every other city in the universe to stop and everybody shows up in your city. Mm. It's called Augusta. <laughs> I love go. that. Did you? Did we give you that question in advance? No. No. Okay, I, I just d- wanted to make you, sure. You were the one communicating with me. No, him. I know. I was and that was good. That was good. Um, so that's usually how we just drop the mic and we're done. Right. But that's a good place to drop the mic. Right. It would be. It would be. But we, you know, we're talking to a man that has been has his first career. He right. went, well, he went to, You've lived he graduated, let's just say this. He graduated in Augusta, went to Atlanta, became an engineer, went to uh, SRS, worked for 25 years, 24 years, 24, 24 years as an engineer there, decided to go political route, mm-hmm. go to st- the state. That's right. right. And then comes back. And now you're a mayor. The next, the question I have for you is what's next? Well, you guys, through this whole conversation, forgot that I also pastor a church. I'm in the people business. Oh, okay. okay. What church? Tell us what church. Abundant Life Worship Center. Okay. Over in South Augusta. Uh, We've led that church for 20 years now. And uh, as I say, I'm in the people business. People say, well, wait a minute. How does an electrical engineer become a pastor, become a politician? So you were a pastor before a politician. Absolutely. I did not know that. Absolutely. You got me there. And I always remind them and say, at Georgia Tech, I learned about electrical engineering. But when I picked up the Bible, it said, and God said, let there be light. I knew how to keep the lights on. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) All right. I love that. So we don't get an answer, but we get a political answer. I respect (laughs) you for that. That's when you do the mic drop. Right. That was your, you did a mic drop on us. Right. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about that. (laughs) Mayor Davis, thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Seriously. Thank you guys. It's a pleasure to have you in Augusta Podcast Studio. Hopefully, we see you again here. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Hey guys, hope you liked that episode with Augusta's Mayor Hardy Davis. Join us next week as we interview George Clausen from Southbound Smokehouse and from Friends with Benefits Entertainment. Make sure you guys interact with us on Instagram at Drop the Disc Pod. Uh, make sure you tell a friend about Drop the Disc if you're a fan of the show. Check out our YouTube. And until next time, we wish everybody the best week of your life. <laughs>